Facing the past to save the future. Let's talk about it. What's up, people? Welcome back to Black Eat Cool. We're here to talk about episode 9 of Lovecraft Country. We, I can't say the word, Rewind 1921. But before we dive in there, go ahead and hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. Or if you're listening to the audio version, go ahead and give it five stars. Greatly appreciate it. Helps with the algorithm, gets more listeners, and it's a great way to support us here at Black Geek Cool. Also, before you get into this recap and review, just so you know, we're going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen the episode, go ahead and watch the episode because we're going to talk all spoilers in this. But yeah, with that all out the way, let's get into this episode, guys. So first up, Hippolyta came in and jumped right into action. She wasn't playing any games. She was like, what's this? Give me info on this. I need to know this. And, like, there's a moment where Montrose is like, hey, Hippolyta, you getting a little crazy. You saying some weird stuff, which I do not understand. You've dealt with magic. You know there's, like, you know your son went into the future. You know all this stuff is happening. So what she's saying doesn't sound too far-fetched for you to be like, what are you talking about? So that was just weird for him to say anyway. But then she was like, look, I was over here. I've been on this earth for 200 years. I'm so enlightened, so smart right now, and I'm going to use every bit of that to save my daughter. So shut up and get in the F car. <laughs> trying not to cuss on this podcast. But <laughs> she was like, look, I know what I'm doing. Stop talking to me. You, you're wasting my time. Let's get to saving my daughter. But I jumped a little ahead. Before that happened, um, we found out that uh, Dee's sick and everybody's trying to figure out how to help her. Uh, Tick was like, hey, I'm going to use uh, the pages to get Christina over here to help us. Mantra's like, don't give her the pages. That's what she needs for the Eternal Equinox. Or Is it Eternal Equinox? It might be that. I don't know. But he's like, well, we ain't got no choice. We got to save D, And we don't need to be playing around with this magic we don't know nothing about. She knows about it. Lady's like, hold up. I already gave her the pages. Uh... She gave me immortality or invulnerability, so we can't give her the pages. And Tick's like, uh, why'd you do that? But then he kind of understands. Montrose went all off on her. Like, why you do that? You said F us all. And I like, I don't understand. Like, he knows that she's pregnant. So her having invulnerability protects his grandson. Why is he so upset about that? I don't get it. It was just kind of weird. I guess he's more worried about his son than his grandson. But that's the future. And you know your grandson lives. I guess he knows his grandson lives. So maybe that's why he was like that. Maybe that's why. But still, it seems really weird. Montrose is really all over the board on this episode. Like, he does some good stuff. But then he does some just terrible stuff. And it's like, why are you doing that, bro? Like, you, st- we still trying to rehabilitate you. We still trying to make you... Like, you, you are very multi-dimensional character and i love that about his character that's like the only thing i love about his character he has so many different facets to him he's actual person which we're all flawed many flaws that pulls us in every different direction and it really does for him i i'm he might be the best character in the show unfortunately oh wow i just realized that anyway (laughs) 
we also learn that uh uh well um what's her name ruby tells everybody like yeah christina helped us because of me so they learn that ruby knows christina they don't know how intimately they know each other but they know so they end up getting christina to come Christina lets them know, like, yeah, I can't do anything with this spell, but reset it. You can, I can fix it with the book of spells, but as of right now, I can only reset it. And she's like, I'll definitely help you reset uh, the spell to give her some more time, but only if Tick comes willingly to the Eternal Equinox. And Tick's like, yeah, I'll do it. And she resets. Well, before she resets the spell, she's like, I got to go do something. She ends up going to Lancaster and seeing him bleed out after they're trying to uh, switch spare parts for him. Doing a spell they apparently did multiple times. That's why he, in that one episode, uh, I think it was episode six, where uh, Ruby was putting the, the little artifact in his uh drawer the artifact was to stop him from being able to heal from wounds even when they did that spell so it was basically christina way of killing lancaster and she kind of wanted him to know that it was her that did it or at least that william's spell was part of the reason why she was able to kill him you know she's very upset that he killed william and every time she changes from william back to christina William dies again, and she wanted to give Lancaster a thousand deaths, but unfortunately, she's set up for this one death. So Lancaster's off the board. He's dead. He's gone. Uh, and it was kind of gruesome because they was hacking up some black dude that they got, and other the other guys really didn't do anything when Christina came through. But Lancaster actually knew William was Christina, which kind of makes sense. He's like, "I killed you, so I'm not. I know who you are." And they're all magic users. They know how this works. But yeah, she got her revenge on Lancaster. Uh, she ended up going back, uh, resetting the spell for uh, D. So D's back to a hundred percent, and the spell starting to recycle. Uh, Montrose and Tick have this moment in the uh, garage where they're. Oh, this kind of happened, whatever. But uh, and Montrose actually tells Tick, "Hey." George might be your father. And Tick is just blown away. Which is not the best time. Because they're about to travel back in the future. So this is going to be a whole bunch of animosity going on right now. So Tick is like, what? Why? How? And Machos kind of tells him, like, we went through this massacre together. That is a bond. You can't be broken. Him, George, and Tick's mother, which I forget her name. He's like, we went through a massacre. Things kind of happen. It is what it is. But, you know, we went through something so traumatic that no matter what between us, we're not going to break up with each other or leave each other out of our lives or whatever. So Tick is just, he he is really taken back because he's like, there's so many times I wish George was my father, wishing they would protect me from you. Um, forgiving George and my mom for not protecting from you, hiding from all your butt whoopings, and now I know that this man could be my father. And he's just like, he, <laughs> I get it, man. He is a lot of emotions he's going through right now. A lot. 
wow, it was really it was a really weird moment to tell him that. I'm not a hundred percent sure why he's telling me. Also, Montrose has this memory playing in the back of his head of the time his dad beat him right before the massacre. I learned you learn later in the episode. Also, um, you learn about a boy named Thomas that he was in love with that died during the massacre. And that's kind of playing in his head. Uh, he's having ghost of uh, past memories, per se. Which makes sense, because they're about to go in the past. Foreshadow. But, <laughs> but then, um, you know, out of nowhere, Hippolyta comes back. And like I said earlier, she's getting all the information. They end up going to the... Uh, uh, I forgot the word. It's uh, it's like a planetarium where a big microscope, where the time machine is. She's like, look, she's there fixing it. And Montrose and Letty are talking. And he's like, hey, I know you're pregnant. And she's like, what? Who told you? Ruby told you? He's like, no, Tick told me. And this is when he tells her that, like, Tick went back in the past, went, went to the future, learned he had a son, all this stuff. Learned he dies because of Christina's spell. And he's like, the spell that you gave her, giving her the ability to do it. And here Montrose is being a dick again, just throwing in there like, you did this to him and you. And I'm like, hold on, bruh. You know why she did that? Why is you tripping? So that was just weird. But then she got emotional and feel bad. So all three of them have, like, heavy stuff on their hearts when they're about to go into the past. So Hippolyta fixed the machine. They jump into 1921. And Mancho still has the memories of dead people playing his, well, not dead people, memories of his father and Thomas in his head as he's going through. And then you just see Tulsa 1921, uh, all black community, um, black owned stores, black people walking around in this own community. And it just looks amazing to me. I'm not going to lie to you. I learned more about Tulsa, the massacre. On HBO than I did at school at all, which is sad. Um, America, we gotta get our school better. Let's we gotta do something. But <laughs> I've learned more about it from Watchmen and this show, Lovecraft Country, that HBO has put out than I ever learned in high school. And I took like a Black History class. Never heard about Tulsa. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so. They, they get there, and, you know, Montrose is kind of showing them around, showing them uh, where the house is and stuff, and talking about stuff. And there's this moment where Montrose kind of zones out because he sees the place where Thomas died. And uh, Tick is like, come on, let's go. And Tick thinks he's drunk, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not drunk. You don't know what you're talking about. And Tick goes off on him. He's like, look. Ah, when we're done with this, when D's safe, you, I'm done with you. I took, you, I took your stuff for too long. You, not even my father. When we, when this is done, we done. And he was just like, Mancho's eating. That kind of hurt. That man wants to be that man's father. It kind of hurts. I can see you can see the emotion in his eyes. Like, ah, that hurts. But they end up end up going to uh, Mancho's old house. They see Montrose's dad beating Montrose, young Montrose, let's say that. And so it happens that Tick's mom lives right next door. 
uh, small small neighborhood. <laughs> but you see that uh, George is actually going to be taking out Tick's mom to the to the prom that got canceled. It is very interesting to see that they were item first, and I guess between this massacre, everybody else came together. That's kind of happens when humans, when we have crazy life-changing events, you kind of bond to those people in those events, so that makes sense. Montrose ends up sneaking off, so Tick and Letty have to split up. Um, Tick goes to find Montrose because he believes Montrose is trying to tell George uh, about getting shot and warn him, which will change the past or the future uh, time travel. Change one of them. So Montrose, uh, Tick goes after Montrose and Letty ends up going, trying to go to the house to get the book of names. Letty gets chased by a group of white guys who are a part of the massacre. And, you know, Letty, she running full speed. She gets shot. She get hit by a bullet, but she got the invulnerability, so she good. Uh, and the kind of massacre starts to pop off. Um, Montrose's dad saves Letty as much as she needs saving somebody with invulnerability. And then she ends up getting into Tick's mom's house. Meeting his whole family in a weird circumstance. <laughs> it's very weird, a very odd moment to meet them in. <laughs> Run it for your life. But they start gearing up, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, Tick's mom's, Tick mom's actual dad hands everybody's guns. He's like, hey, you go over here. You post up over here. I'm going to be on the roof. We're going to look out. While Montrose's dad go look for the kids, cause George, uh, Montrose, and Tick's mother, which I don't know her name, I wish I'd have wrote her name down, uh, ends up George and Tick's mom goes looking for Montrose, cause he runs off. Young Montrose, all the young people in 1921. So while they're doing that, Tick and Montrose, future Tick, oh, this is gonna be so confusing. <laughs> They end up, you know, going to Tick finds Montrose. Montrose is at the spot where Thomas dies, where he told everybody that, you know, him, um, George, and Tick's mother got jumped um, by the white gang, or not, but these white thugs, and beat them up. And he told people that a, a mysterious stranger saved him. Or did he not say that part? I don't think he said that part. He just told them that uh, they end up surviving that way. Uh, so while they're watching the white guys come up and start attacking Montrose and Thomas, uh, they kill Thomas, and then George and Tick's mom roll up, and they're trying to fight them off. And Tick and Montrose are watching this go down, and Montrose is like, something's wrong. Tick is like, uh, Montrose talks about the stranger that he never told anybody about, but he's like, he's not here. He came up and he saved us, and he's kind of telling Tick this, and he's watching, and as he's talking about it, he says, the stranger with the baseball bat comes in swinging and helping us, and at the end, and they say it at the same time, and that's when you realize Tick is the stranger that saves his dad and his uncle 
are his uncle and his dad and his mother from getting murdered that night, which is one of those time loop things that happen, which spoiler for Endgame if you haven't seen that, but everybody saw that. We learned that that's not how time travel works anymore. Eight <laughs> game is ruling all time travel movies for the world. But yeah, so Tick ends up going up there, saving them, using the bat, uh, beating the guys up. And of course, he said at the end, don't worry, I got you, kid. Or I got you, kid. He might have just said, I got you, kid. Which is a um, callback to the first episode, if you remember, where... Uh, it was Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson beat the giant monster thing in his uh, kind of. I think he was he was sleeping, so it was a uh, dream he had, which was pretty cool callback. I, I got I got admit when I saw it, I stopped. this whole episode really got me. It was real emotional. It was like moments, seeing stuff, and then the massacre. Oh. It's heavy, very heavy. But we have Letty at the house. She ends up talking to, uh, I think, Tick's mother's grandmother. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Great grandmother. And she convinces her, like, hey, I'm from the future. Need the book. Save your family. Uh, but you all die, pretty much. So... This woman has to decide whether to let her present family die to save her future ancestors or future generations. And it's 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 really interesting to see how that's done. She uh, her daughter calls out to her while she's downstairs like, hey, mom, where you at? We're, we need you. And she ends up shutting the door, giving Letty the book. And telling her, like, this is what you need to open the book. Uh, protect my great-grandchild. And it's, oh, so emotional. But then she, Letty watches her burn. Which is, I don't know if they need to do that part. But it, it was really emotional. Really crazy. So they all end up getting back to the portal. Hippolyte is having trouble keeping the portal open. And she goes Super Saiyan Blue. Her hair goes blue. She asserted an amount of energy to make her hair go blue to keep the portal open. They all get back. They get the book. And that's the end of the episode. And wow. This is like these last three episodes. Like episodes seven, eight, nine have been beast episodes. Like wow. They really... I still got to watch episode 10, season finale. We're going to talk about that hopefully in a couple days. But man, this episode was amazing. Amazing. Can't wait to see what they have for the season finale. You guys probably already watched it. I kind of got fell behind. <laughs> Had stuff come up, so life happens. But yeah, let me know how you feel about this episode. Hit me up, Black Equal on Instagram, Black Equal on Twitter. Or you can hit me up at blackycoolpodcast.com podcast gmail.com let me know how you feel about this episode thanks for listening guys as always greatly appreciate it go ahead and share the podcast the youtube channel let a friend know let thousand friends know uh all that good stuff thanks for listening and i'll talk to you in the next one